This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Is there a race at the end of October, like Halloween? They should oh do a night God. race. Dress they up should, in the pit do, crew. They should do a night race, Singapore, over Halloween, and they all dress up. <laughs> To pit stop, we just had the Hungarian Grand Prix. Jake, what did you think of that? First of all, Lando Norris is well and truly back! Yeah! Let's go! Where's he been? Where's he been? The McLarens finally have the pace which we've been wanting them to have. Oscar finally has the car under him to get points as well. What an unbelievable race! Straight away, though, I would like to say Red Bull have officially broken the record. Yeah, big congratulations that is to Red unbelievable. Bull. Unbelievable. So let's give them a little clap as well. Most consecutive wins in a row. That's 12. And Brundle was speaking about it on TV. That just goes to show an incredible team effort. Like, to break an actual record that's never been done in F1 history. Yeah. 12 wins in a row, beating McLarens from 1988 of 11. I feel like you and me have been so lucky. We got into F1 when it was, you know, the Lewis and the Max thing know, in Abu Dhabi. That I was know. crazy. We didn't realise what we were even seeing no, at I, that I'll never time. Forget that. <laughs> and then now we're just seeing history rewritten pretty much. Over these next few years, we're going to see Red Bull dominance. We are really lucky to be at It's so true, actually. We should say that now if we've had listeners that haven't listened to the beginning of the pod. When that Max and Lewis battle was going on, we were watching it with no idea that there was a battle that close, really. Um <laughs> we just so thought that, that was normal we yeah. thought that's just what happens in F1 so that was like the craziest time ever to get into the sport but no what a Grand Prix what a Grand Prix and uh, disaster for Alpine that's their second double DNF in a row mate disaster for a few people I'm just going to recap the top 10 really quickly so it's Verstappen Norris Perez Hamilton Piastri we got to dive into that Piastri yes. fiasco. Russell, Leclerc, Sainz Alonso and Stroll it's nice to see the Aston Martin still in the top 10 but I've been a bit disappointed by the Astons. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll deep dive into that. Dive well into the um, depths of racing. But Guan Yu Zhou, mate, starting fifth and stalling off the grid, that is a big shame. Well, there's someone to blame for this. Well, for someone stalling on the grid? There's two people to blame for this. Who's taking the blame? It's for you that? and me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we caused this. Ow. Because, as most people at home know, Ruth Buscombe normally texts me and asks me for my lap 
lap numbers. Yep. She wants my laps because I like to predict certain laps for the team. I don't say what's going to happen. I just raise significance <laughs> around certain laps in a race. Usually one, two, but sometimes three. Accumulated by your significant F1 knowledge. Exactly. It goes hand in hand. Last night, she asked me for my laps. Mm-hmm. Saturday night before the race. Uh, and I didn't give her my laps. I gave her yours. I know. You... Mm-hmm single-handedly gave your laps. What did you say? I said, pit on lap nine and go to hearts. Hearts till the end of the race. Right. Which actually wasn't a bad strategy. I mean, Albert did it. I feel like we jinxed Alfa Romeo. I didn't say good luck before the race. I didn't want to jinx it, but I think we did anyway. I think you caused the, the Guan Yu Zhou thing um, so that they would both pit on lap nine, which they did. <laughs> I didn't cause it. Yeah, but you predicted lap nine pit. Mate, I've got... My predictions recently have been absolutely insane. They have been. I just want to say, where did I say Daniel Ricciardo would finish in the race today? 13th. And where did Daniel Ricciardo finish in the race 13th. today? 13th. Thank you very much. Can I have a clap? Maybe I can have a clap. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to clap. I'm going and I'll clap myself a little yeah. bit. Hold on, Jake. For once. They have been fighting something in the air right now. You're giving off these weird vibes. You, I don't know what it is, but... I know, I know. But I, I did say Verstappen close. wouldn't be on the podium this weekend, though, and Verstappen was well and truly on the podium. That that Red Bull looks... Yeah. I mean, he was buzzing to be driving it today. No one was anywhere near him. I mean, I said Alonso would win. Yeah, but you say that every week. <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. It's yeah. a shame for Hamilton, starting pole. And yesterday, when he got pole, you know, there was posts all over social media. It's such a big deal, you know, Hamilton's on pole. He was really emotional. Did you see him in the car yeah. afterwards, you know, rubbing yeah. his eyes? And that. It, was, it was, and like, there was the team reaction from Toto and the rest mm. of the guys. Good to see. Brundle was saying, though, that when Ham- Hamilton did his pole lap, he didn't actually get any purple sectors. He just put the whole lap together. Like he wasn't quicker than he wasn't the quickest in any sector. He just did a Hamilton lap. Like didn't have it, traffic. Mate. Pulled it out of the that car. That proves it. Yeah, yeah. He's outperforming the car. Mm. Like without a doubt, it was a shame. Like first corner completely blew the pole. But then Piastri <laughs> snuck his way into P two. Piastri, I think honestly. Honestly, I think Piastri is possibly one of the most impressive drivers on that grid right now. Mm-hmm. To do that in his rookie year, come on, you've got Nick DeVries who's just been booted out. Mm-hmm. Sargent, who's, you know, he's nowhere. I mean, obviously it's the cars. I know McLaren, the McLaren cars are unreal at the minute, but no one's given Piastri enough. Man. I know, you don't hear enough about him for what he's doing. It's, it is actually remarkable for a rookie to step into a car and do that. And I know it's a McLaren, which is quicker than a lot of the other cars on the grid. But McLaren have now overtaken Alpine in the constructors' standings. Have they? And they were nowhere near them. Yeah, McLaren have now... Yeah, they've got nearly double Alpine's points because well, Alpine, Alpine have been DNF, <coughs> Alpine DNF. were disastrous today. I feel bad for Gasly and... But and it was Alpine. all Joe. Was That's it? why Joe got the penalty, yeah, because he went into the back of Daniel Ricciardo and then Daniel Ricciardo Joe, nudged oh, did Ocon he? and then Ocon I didn't realise it was Gasly. Joe who went into the back of them. <laughs> yeah, it was Joe. It all come from grand new Joe. Wash. That must be crazy, though. I can imagine the pressure. Like, you're not used to starting there and out of nowhere you qualify fifth. Yeah. But that's where you've got to realise how good of a job Piastri's doing. He's been thrown in the deep end as a rookie and he's not crumbling. So good, man. That guy's razor focus. We saw him briefly at Silverstone in Mm. the paddock and we said hello, mate. The guy was just... 
he was in the mindset. This was like, what was it? Was on Saturday or Sunday? It was Sunday. Uh, Sunday. I think. It was before but the race. It was way before the race. So hours before the race, mm. and he was just he was he was ready for it. For the first couple of months this year, there's been so much talk about how Oscar would be gutted that he didn't stay with Alpine because obviously it started, and then Ocon had the great result in Monaco, and yep. everyone was like, oh, he should have been with Alpine. But now McLaren are just smashing it out of the water. Mm. Imagine how Alpine feel watching their old driver pick up consistent top five finishes. That's that's two great finishes in a row. They've got to be happy for him, surely. Do you, yeah, but... There then, has to come a point when you just, you think, you know, you have to congratulate the guy for, for making that decision. Mm. Would you have done it? Honestly, I think anyone would have done that. I think it was definitely the right decision for Piastri. There's too many rookies in F1 that come in and, you know, it's, everyone's so desperate to get into F1, so you will take a seat wherever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And they're going to get given an AlphaTauri or Williams or a Haas. Yeah, yeah. But if, if a McLaren offering you a seat, of course you'll take yeah, it. Yeah, and you know that McLaren's a team that has the backing and like they're going to grow and put something out strong. Yeah. I know Perez had an incredible weekend as well. Perez is proving he is can still do it. I mean, his FP1 crash was a bit of a shame. But yep. he's he's an incredible driver. Where did he start? Perez started a little bit further back. I've got the qualifying. Was it P15 or something like that? But he came all the way to third. Perez started ninth. Ninth. He started ninth. Right. But Didn't as he soon lose as he put a few the mediums on, on, he was rapid. Well, mm. only in pits. The pitting today. Ferrari. They can't be doing that. Wait, I they? think someone set a record though, right? Ferrari. Yeah, Red Bull did a monstrous one. The fastest one so far this season was 1.98. They did a 1.9. 1.9 what though? I don't know on the dot. That's the thing. Did they get it? I'm sure they did. Yeah, it wasn't a record because their record's like 188, isn't it, or something like that? Before we pick apart the race anymore, I do just want to go in and say that we spoke about this a couple pods ago, but it hadn't happened yet. I thought it was happening for Silverstone, to be honest. But the F1 juniors mm. doing the broadcasting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Mate, I, I think back to when I was a kid. I know. I Maybe my mind's just skewed, but I honestly think I could, I could barely walk before I was 10. Couldn't even say my own name. No, no. And you got these kids who are so, I think eloquent, is eloquent the word? Uh, maybe. Something. See, we uh, don't even know what the word is. word is. But they just, they could speak like so well. My mind was honestly blown watching them. They're better than some of the Sky reports. They were fantastic. Yeah. They, they did a really good job. And, uh, you know, there's millions of people watching that. And they're fully aware of it because they would have watched broadcasts before. And yeah. they've gone out there, forgot about it. And They were just super young. But I have to say, there was one lad... <laughs> The kid with the afro who was absolutely wham. Ripped, he was wham. His arm was like the size that of my thigh. That guy is not thigh. an F1 junior at all. No chance. No <laughs> chance. He is not 12 years old. He was old. absolutely wedged. And shout out Harry Benjamin. Harry, oh, yeah, Harry did Benjamin did a great job there. as well. They're all really good. I think that's a cool thing for Sky to be doing. They're going to be doing it a couple more times this year, I believe. Um, are they? Yeah, yeah. I think they are. That's cool. That's really cool. Why not? I could give the kids a platform. Also, I should say, I did get it wrong at the beginning of the last pod. There was a, There is two DRS zones here. But the mm. F1 website, in my defense, does say one DRS zone, if anyone goes to look. That's weird. I don't understand that. Well, I do now. Because what their mistake is on the website is there's one DRS detection, detection zone. zone. Now, I wanted to talk about this with you. Mm, because there was some issues Crofty today was in the race. speaking about it today as well. Right, so... One DRS detection zone before the first DRS zone, but the second DRS zone is round the corner after the first one. So if you go through the DRS zone behind a car and then take before them on the, the straight, yeah, yeah, and then take them on the first DRS zone, even though you're in front, you still have DRS for the second DRS zone. That but, makes no sense. 
do you think that makes no sense because you should only have DRS when you're behind the car you're overtaking? But then having said that, I think if they if there was another detection zone at the end of the straight, then it would literally be a game of cat and mouse. You that someone would wait, someone would wait for someone to overtake them on the straight just so they can take them back on the next one. Mm. That's where DRS gets a bit tricky. This happens like on quite a few tracks. I think it happens in like Saudi Arabia or somewhere where like as soon nice as knowledge, no, I could be wrong, but there's two DRS zones on probably quite a few tracks where you can just get it back. Mm. Yeah, well, you see Max do it. Max does it very well. He knows exactly where the line is and he will deliberately make sure he times the overtake so he gets that extra bit of DRS. But yeah. Crofty was saying, like, should they have DRS once they've gone past the car? Like, because realistically, they do just pull further away from the car behind and we want to keep the cars as close together. Yeah. That was also the first time I've sat and watched a Porsche race before in the gap yeah and me and fab are sat there thinking right if we got into racing i reckon like these are the kind of cars that we could potentially in a dream world get to like we'd never make it to f1 but maybe we could somehow Bro, it must cost so much money to do those Porsche races but it's nice because they have a little tappy tap don't they, they do they're you a can... bit bumper car-esque yeah. which is something that i could get that's what with. i was worried about like the little taps i was like i'm just gonna keep tapping people and mm. losing that losing this but if the cars can touch a little bit I, I still think it's very far away. I honestly don't think we're ever going to get into the Porsche Cup. But if we did, do you know what? I was doing it on the sim early. I was racing hungry on the sim. And I was just trying to get in the mindset of like, right, we're at an, we're at an F2 race. All of a sudden, like, Ollie Behrman can't race. He's ill. All the reserve drivers are fucked. Who do they ask? Ollie Behrman's like, Ollie Behrman's in the hospital. Like, ask, ask Fab. Ask Fab to do it because he's at the race. And I'm just like, Fab, will you do the race? I'm just like... Yeah, I will. So I put the AI on 100. And did you win? I span and came last. Oh, well, there we go then. So, yeah, that should never, ever happen. No. If Prema want to get any points, they should never, ever do that. <laughs> They're going to ask you anyway, mate. <laughs> well, all right. Speaking about Ferrari a little bit, though, what is going on with Leclerc and Sainz then? Because is that off camera... Do you reckon they're not buddy-buddy? Because I was thinking this. You don't you really smelt? see them around together when it's not... When Put it this way. When they're not wearing a Ferrari top or not in Ferrari branding, you don't really see them together that much. Mm. And you just notice it's happened a few times. It happened at the beginning of this race. Sainz started on softs. Leclerc was on medium. Sainz was right behind him. And he just wouldn't let him through. And I, If you're Sainz there, you're saying, I'm on softs. I'm quicker than Leclerc. Like, why would you not let me through? This is but he valuable actually, for But he team. actually couldn't catch him, though. I think I, that was I, it. I think Sainz could have easily caught him. I, I genuinely think from every radio message that Ferrari just do everything for Leclerc. I did hear Sainz fight back, though, and, and he actually kind of said the strategy that he wanted. They asked him, and he said, nah, I want to do this. Mm. And they actually listened. Like they're, they're, they're changing. They're changing a little bit. Yeah, Ferrari they're are turning a little bit. They're listening a little bit. Yeah, 9.4 second pit stops, healthy mate. Relationship. Really good. And then Charles Leclerc got a penalty as well for speeding in the pit lane. Yeah. And it reminded me of what we do on the game. You know, we fly into the pit lane. And like, it automatically stops you, yeah. Yeah, but it automatically stops you on the game. In real life, they fly into the pit lane. Mm. And then out of nowhere, they've got to break the perfect amount to get it to that yeah. speed. But then they have a pit limiter. But yeah, I know what you mean, having to break like that. Yeah, it's quite funny I'd to be watch. I uh, want to speak about this because it left a sour, sour taste in my Ooh, mouth. I had, I had to chew on something sweet after hearing it because I just could not get down with it. All right, let's talk about it then. Lap 25, Lewis radioed into his team 
and he was asking why he was so slow. He's like, man, why am I so slow? What's going on? And he basically said to the team, are you turning my car down? I don't know why I put an American accent on Lewis. I heard them talking about that on commentary, but I didn't quite pick up what Lewis just said. Just hearing those six words, are you turning... Well, he said, are you turning the engine down? That's so strange to hear that. You must feel trapped. Like, I didn't really... I know like they can change settings on the car and that, but Crofty and Brunda were talking about it afterwards. It's just a weird thing to hear. Crofty said, you're not allowed to change the engine between quali and the end of the race. Mm-hmm. However, you can obviously change the power of the engine on like certain engine modes. Okay. And they can control that. Lewis can control it as well from the steering wheel. Yeah. But they can also control it from the pit wall. But why would they possibly be slowing his car down? Well, who knows? Who Unless knows? it's to do with who energy knows recharging. Who knows anything in the world, really? When you think <laughs> it's about it. It's literally his team. Like, when, why when, would his team go, right, I no, tell you when what, you think Lewis has started pole today. Take your head out of F1 down. for a minute and just look at the world from, a, from, a, like, from the clouds' perspective, right? Mm. You never really know anything. Conspiracy theories don't exist. Everything is viable. No one really knows what goes on behind the scenes <laughs> yeah, in Formula One, Jake. Okay. So don't for a second question why they might be slowing his car down. Do you know what I mean? I reckon it's to do with the power usage and the way they recharge the battery. Mm. Maybe they like change yeah, the, how the energy it, yeah. is consumed so it charges batteries on corners and stuff yeah. like that. Either way, you know, it's just weird, isn't it? They should just have it all out on track. There's definitely a lot that they can do from that garage and pit wall because that's why there's so many people there. I'd also like to say whilst I'm on the thing of talking about garages, that Minions movie... Should a hundred percent sponsor the McLaren pit crew because I just saw them run out and they're all like bright orange and I just thought how funny would it be if there's a new Minions film? If the trousers all were the blue, pit crew were dressed as they Minions. They all got to wear glasses. It Do would they look wear amazing. Yeah, they all dress up as proper Minions for a race. That would be quite funny. That's what that's what F1 really is. Is there a race at the end of October like Halloween? They should oh do a my night God. race. Dress they up in they the pit do, crew. They should do a night race, Singapore, over Halloween, and they all dress up. <laughs> but who are they going to be? Who are Red Bull going to be? The devil, surely. Uh, yeah, everyone's got to come as a theme. We should do that as a vid at some point. Themed, we'll theme all of the teams for Halloween. Imagine like the dead pit crew, and they've all got to walk like zombies with their arms out, <laughs> trying to change the time. Netflix would have had a field day today. Daniel Ricciardo back in Formula One. Oh, yeah. 13th. Obviously, what the people that know a lot about Formula One, they kind of said that he would finish 13th. Um, what did you think about Daniel Ricciardo's return? There was a bit of camera time on him, not loads. I think he drove a safe race. I think, yeah, he did. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 
I think there was no point him trying to. I don't know whether he was going for he it or not. His Maybe teammate. he was pushing. So yeah, that's, that's well, a big did. takeaway, isn't it? Yeah, I love takeaway as well, especially Chinese. <laughs> God, I love a takeaway. And I reckon after that race, Ricardo's like, do you know what? I'm happy with P13, and he might have a takeaway tonight. Yeah, Franz Tost actually said it's going to take him four races to be back in the swing of things. So, four races. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Like you haven't driven a car for a while in a race. Like I reckon just getting the feel for knowing how close you are to someone and. I wonder how, how Fra- Franz Toss feels uh, after the whole Nick DeVries thing. Because it it wasn't really, it wasn't him who called it, right? <sighs> no, and also the team, like, it's chain of command, isn't it? The team principal would be under significant um, pressure, and it's all come from Helmut Marko, hasn't it? Do you it? think Helmut would have been like, right, Franz, we're getting rid of Nick, but you've got to tell him? <laughs> Franz like, fucking hell, come on, Helmut, really? Mate, if you're making this decision, surely you can do it. Oh, you'd hate to be the one to tell him. You'd hate to be the one to tell anyone that. Uh, Nick, I'm really, really sorry, but... <laughs> Helmet, sir. <laughs> well, no, Helmet didn't. This is my decision. <laughs> nah, it must have, I don't know how it works internally, but that's not an easy decision to make. It must be hard for Franz Tost to be in that position knowing that he has to get rid of him. I mean, he must be happy to have Daniel there. Yeah, I think very happy to have Daniel. The whole brand is very happy to have Daniel there. Yeah, Netflix would have had an absolute field day following him today. But I thought, I'm starting to get this weird feeling around Lando and Max now. Like, I don't know whether anyone else is feeling this or seeing it. Like, it just seems like, it's, I don't know because everyone says Daniel Ricciardo's going to replace nah, Perez and nah, all of this, but I don't see that. Do you think as well? Like maybe mm. this could all be like a pre-planned mm. Lando mm, yeah. knows he's going to Red Bull, yeah, and like yeah. him and Max are going to be seen as like these two people because yeah. they just get this weird vibe from them. Yeah, Lando and Max together at Red Bull, it just slips away from Ricciardo. He goes back to McLaren. I was going to say, <laughs> but I've actually got something else to raise. Potentially. If Lewis Hamilton was going to go anywhere and the McLaren was significantly outscoring Mercedes, he would probably be quite open to going back to the team it started at for the end of his career. Like, if the McLaren was quicker than the Mercedes, do you reckon that could be in the back of Hamilton's mind? Because that could be a swap that happened. I don't think so. But it would still leave Ricardo at AlphaTauri. But let's not forget, Ricardo... Ricardo! Ricardo! No way! Where's Waldo? He won't get the Red Bull seat if he doesn't perform. It's not like he can finish 13th every race, 10th every race. I'm not saying he will, but you know what I mean? He'll have to perform. (sighs) I know people always talk about Lewis. Maybe, like, you know, there was that rumour going around. If Ferrari going to do really well, Mm. maybe Lewis goes to Ferrari. I honestly don't see him leaving uh, Mercedes. I don't. Honestly, don't. What did you think about McLaren's decision to undercut Lando? Which obviously, because Oscar was set second, right? I was devastated about that. Oscar Piastri was robbed by his own kin. <laughs> How dare they do that? They said that Mark Webber wouldn't be very happy about that one. So <laughs> Mark would not have been happy about that at all. No, you wouldn't be happy about it, would you? I mean... And you could tell Oscar weren't. It's, I saw, um, sorry to butt in, but I saw a post-race video of him and Lando together. Yeah. And Lando had to talk about the race and he was quite happy and Oscar's just standing there like looking pissed. I know it's a shame that they he, they did end the cut him first, but then at the same time, like full credit to Lando there because he did go and set back-to-back fastest laps. So that's why he came out in yeah. front of him. Like it's not like, no safety car today as well. For a, for a race that had so many strategies True. going on and so many pits 
a safety car in there today that would have been probably great. would have meant that someone crazy would have won. It would have been really well, good at safety know, Max car. Max probably still would have won by about three days. But oh, True. There was a weird moment when you pointed it out in the top 10, all the teammates were, were next to each next other. next to each other. Yeah, it was Max and Checo, the two McLarens, two Mercedes, two Ferraris and two Aston Martins. Mm. Very weird. It is weird. Formula One is a very weird sport. Alex Albon came 11th. Alex Albon, we've been saying for a while, could do with being in a quicker car, but he is having an incredible season in Williams. Very happy to see that. That's the 250th podium ever for Red Bull. Not only the record, but 250 podiums. Exactly. It's also 44 wins for Verstappen. The seventh consecutive win for Verstappen. 12 consecutive wins for Red Bull, as we know. Stats. God, as you First can tell, we've been on Google. Fabian Nui. Um, Max won by thirty. Yo, Fabian. Max won by thirty-three <laughs> seconds, which is his old racing number. There's a lot of weird stuff happening, mate. I can feel the energy, man. Yeah, I can feel the energy. And feels got, like a setup. We've got Spa next week. <laughs> feels like a setup. <laughs> I can't wait to get our predictions for Spa, but we'll we save do. that for midweek. We don't want to be given that just yet. We do have Spa next week, which I'm so excited for. You texted me earlier and said you've seen some breaking news on your websites. Um. Well. I might have found something. And, and I think it's quite big, isn't it? Helmet Marco has thrown down a warning to all the teams. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So he said, you know what? I'm bored of just firing my rookies who have done shit for the first half of the year. I'm going to send a warning to the whole grid. Helmet Marco is a fucking fire-breathing dragon, my he friend. Is. What does he sound like? I've never heard him talk. What do you reckon Helmut Marco's he voice is? No, he do you reckon no, no, he's no, no, like, he Nick, I don't want you to be here anymore? No, he doesn't talk. Does he actually not talk? Hel no. I reckon he might have quite a squeaky voice. That's the weird thing about Helmut Marco is that he Nick. actually he doesn't speak. <laughs> he's got an interpreter, someone who speaks for him. It's really, really strange. Why is he warning the teams? What about? He... He basically said there's more pace to come. They've obviously just brought the upgrades. They've just brought the new side pods really? to this. No, yeah, for sure. Because apparently this is the first race that they brought these side pods in. Yeah. The cars weren't fully dialed. They weren't completely dialed. And you wouldn't have known, obviously, but they weren't fully dialed. So in Spa, they're gonna, there's going to be more pace, mate. So they're just going to get quicker and quicker then. Oh, my yeah. God. I dread to think what the Red Bull car for next season looks like already. Oh. That's what I was going to say when I said about the Porsche. I completely forgot. It's not until you see a real road car, like a Porsche, the Porsche racing, on the track, that you realise how big the F1 cars are. I mean, mm. we've seen F1 cars in person. And Five that. and a half metres long. Oh, they've got to get smaller again. We've got to stop beating around the bush. Yeah. F1 cars need to get smaller again, 100%. That's really interesting. We're just watching the, uh, Ted's Notebook, actually, and they're showing um, Alfa Romeo packing down their motorhome mm -hmm. and that's really interesting because as we know they i don't know if anyone at home knows this but they start packing down the paddock as, as the as race, race starts as soon as the race starts yeah so they've got all this artwork and stuff which is getting bagged up and put in boxes and stuff i remember standing there because you and me yeah we stood there uh at the end of zambort chatting away to stefano and shy for a good hour yeah. and like you just got blokes in high vis back and forth just watching the whole building in front of you come down yeah taking the whole like thing literally down. no joke by the end of the race the whole motorhomes inside like from tv or from the helicopter they'll still look like they're up but inside them like all the decorations will be off the walls all the carpet will be ripped up it's crazy that they actually transport these whole 
Like mini hotels almost. Well, the Red Bull one. Water, electricity. The Red Bull motorhome is the most impressive one, isn't it? It's, yeah, that and is I've, ridiculous. I watched the time lapse of them build it. It's, it's crazy, bro. They, they've got it perfect, though, because they're linked with AlphaTauri, aren't they? They can get away with a bigger one, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And that, that's how it is in the, in the um, you know, in panic, the gear. You no, they're linked. AlphaTauri and Red Bull's like one door in, and it's a bigger one. Yeah, they all share it. And, and they've got bar, massive bars on each floor in the nuts. middle, man. Oh. Yeah, there's there's literally three floors. There's ground floor. There's one floor up, then another floor. So two floors on the ground floor. And there's a balcony out the top, isn't there? Yeah. All with crazy. fake grass and nice chairs where you can sit out and watch. You just, if you didn't know anything about F1, you just, you would think that they're, they're there permanently. Mm. You couldn't possibly assume that these things go to the back of a lot. But I follow this guy on TikTok that worked for um, Red Bull putting up their motorhome. Yeah. And I actually asked him on the pod because he always goes out for beers with his mates. So he looks like a cool guy. But then he left there and went to Haas. Ah. And then he has basically given up. And there was this thing he made a video about, but the team had stopped him from being allowed to film. So wow. he can't share his journey anymore. But I was loving watching them build the motorhomes behind the scenes. Like, yeah, that would have been really fun. Because you forget, to get you forget when you talk. watch it on TV that all week, like right now when you're listening to this podcast, there'll be hundreds and hundreds of people driving and flying and shipping stuff across the world yeah. to get the next race ready. And it's easy to forget that this is just a constant moving mm. circus. It, it doesn't stop. It we just are, never stops. We try and shed some light on the behind the scenes. And I know obviously Netflix pioneered that. And there's other creators and, you know, F1 sort of yeah, content creators out there who are trying to show the behind the scenes stuff. But you, really, you still can't get to grips with like everything, man. Like everything that goes on, the personnel. Mm. Like we know people who work like in the hospitality section for like Champions Club and, and Paddock Club. And the, like I've said it before, the hours that they do, that they put in to make it all go around just for the guests for people at home. Well, not for people at home, obviously. For yeah. people at the race. It is crazy. They did that new tyre thing this weekend as well throughout qualifying where you had to use hards in Q1, yep. mediums in Q2, and softs in Q3. And obviously that sparked... And because of the way had practice they tried was, that before? They've done similar, I think. And in practice, it meant that they could only use certain compounds. And that's when you had Hamilton come out and say, it's a shame because they couldn't do as much track time because they just didn't have the tires. Yeah. And then Hamilton said, we throw away like 400 wet tires every weekend or something. Or like every year, not every weekend. I don't know. Well, wow. Something like that. Yeah. And it makes you think like, yeah, to all these races, they have to take all the wets, all the inners, all the softs, all the mediums. But they throw out the wets even if they're not used. So I'd happily stick a pair of wets on my golf. <laughs> okay. If it makes it go quicker. Wets or intermediates, what do you reckon be more road friendly? Inters. Oh, also, that marbling. I've never seen marbling before. What do you mean? On you, oh. I've just never known it was even called marbling or like what it was. All the tyres. All the little bits of rubber that just build up on the side of the track. Yeah, sorry guys, I'm yawning. We were up at 7am to watch the F3 today. Yeah, Gabby Bortoletto got some great points in the sprint yesterday. Second, took him on the final corner. Yeah. Hope everyone enjoyed our episode with him. Pretty special we get the geezer winning F3 currently on the show. It's just really funny that now that we... Now that we... It's purely so... Like, because we know someone in F3 now, we will watch it. Yeah. We didn't really watch F3 before. We caught it maybe it's always on so early but we caught it one thing i do want to dive into is the biometrics thing or, or that the f2 do. oh yeah you when, made a note you yeah, made a note when they show the heart rate and stuff because I, I wasn't sure how accurate it is okay um and i was watching i think it was a wasser yeah, a yeah wasser, it was a wasser a wasser did an overtake on poor chair and his heart rate was over like 180 beats per minute 
And as soon as he got side by side with him, his heart rate instantly dropped to like 130. Like that, and you described it though, because I remember when you said that, I was like, what do you mean? Because I didn't see it. And you described it in the moment of like, it's when you do something and you're really, really high rate and then you finally do it and it's almost like a... (sighs) It's a relief and all the adrenaline just goes. But I wasn't expecting that to happen like mid overtake it was as he had just taken him but they were coming up to a corner he hadn't actually got him yet and his heart rate dropped but he was obviously confident it's one of the moments you almost like wait and see whether you're going to be hit or whether there's going to be impact Mm. it's like i don't breathe for that 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 moment that'll definitely go to f1 by the way that biometrics thing is so sick like they could put that on every driver and it could just be there like in the corner i would love that there's so many, there's so much room and stuff they could do with cool graphics as well for the, for F1. Like it evolves all the time and gets better and better, but there's still so much they could do. Do you reckon they're missing the like the missing it, or do you reckon they've got loads of stuff lined up to make it better next year? I think I think they've got loads. I think the way they broadcast F1, the way they do it is great. I mean, sometimes I sit here and I'm like, I don't see enough of this guy, I don't see enough of that. But realistically, on F1 TV and Sky Sports, you have the option of literally watching someone's driver cam if you want. Yeah, We yeah. just watch the main broadcast. True. Um, I mean, you never see anything of Max, but realistically... You don't need you, to. You do don't you? need to. But I just, that's the only thing that's a shame. I just want to see him spin out one For like From like a neutral fan point of view, you just want to see a big battle at the front every week. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope that Mercedes can bring it next year, man. That's what I'm hoping for. I reckon Red Bull will get a couple more wins, yeah? Get that record to 14. And this might be another prediction that could, could go wild. But I reckon Red Bull will get that record to 14 wins in a row. And then I reckon out of nowhere, there'll either be a DNF or like Lando will go and win a race that will surprise everyone. See, I reckon Lando could go win it in Spa. Do you? Yeah, and Red Bull don't take it any further than 12 and the record is still beatable. Yeah, well, even 12, mate. is a lot. I don't mm. reckon anyone will get near that again. Like... If Mercedes can come back next year strong, I reckon they could be it. <sighs> Against Verstappen, maybe not. I don't know, but... I am looking forward to Spa next week, mate. I really, really am. This is like a historic track. I'm hoping it's clear weather. Everyone knows the the shit that goes on when this track's wet. So we just, I want it to be dry. I want it to be an interesting race, but a safe race. Um, Yeah, just can't wait. It is an amazing track. And now that Mercedes and McLaren and, well, Ferrari are doing their best, everyone's kind of coming a little bit closer together. Yeah. It's just nice to see a McLaren in the mix. And also to see Lambo on the podium yeah and it's it, cool man. it just it's two in a row now you know momentum is absolutely everything mm. it's the same in any sport you can, you can feed once off of it. you win you know you don't feel the pressures of like i haven't won in ages yeah. realistically a podium is a win isn't it like i mean it's not a win-win it's but. a trophy that you can put up in his house and that's inspiration to you every morning when you wake up you can see that trophy and think fuck yeah we did it then we can do it again well every other driver on the grid looks at the people on the podium at the end of the race don't they and think well i wish that was me pretty much yeah. so just to see land on the podium back to back oscar has been so close i know and i just something's gonna click for oscar what he's doing as a rookie is remarkable man i'm I, so excited i honestly i honestly see um i do i honestly see two mclarens on the podium in spa i do I don't know why. Something's just telling me it's going to be an orange podium. Something's telling me your Thursday predictions for Spa are going to be pretty on point. Well, everyone's going to have to wait and find out, aren't they? I'm going to really, really <laughs> study it. I know it is a great track. We've been doing it on the game. Me and Fabs have been doing F1 game. We're still on F122. 
But we've been doing the online lobby where you set it up, but we haven't been having any other cars in the race and turning off damage. So that if we crash, <laughs> we can just catch up again. But I'm quite quick on a remote now. I'm looking forward for Spa to be over so that Brad can come back and we can play with Benavides again. Yeah, I know. Do you reckon he's gone straight there? I reckon he'd probably go straight there, yeah. It's hilarious playing Xbox with a racing driver. You just sit there with the headset on and ask questions over and over again. I know. <laughs> it's, it's cool to watch, though, because you forget. You think you're just playing with, like, a mate, and then you see him do something, and you're like, holy shit, actually, yeah, this guy does this for a job. Yeah. If any other, if anyone else is listening that wants to join our race in on F1, give us a message. Pit stop at Instagram. Yeah, we're also starting a karting league, and Freddie Hunt's joining. So. Oh, yeah, he commented, didn't he? Yeah. We want to take Freddie Hunt go-kart. Freddie Hunt video has started to blow up. Yeah, people are loving the Freddie Hunt bit. And that's interesting because for us, we wanted to do the pod with him because we thought, wow, this would be interesting. Like we could learn all about him, his story, his dad, mm. everything. And we knew originally, we weren't like, we're going to drop this and it'll get loads of views because he doesn't, not everyone knows who he is. Well, we've just found anyway that sometimes, you know, if you drop a video like Cal, I think a lot of people are obviously interested in Cal. Mm. So he will get good views straight away. But sometimes our videos start off slow and, eventually people find him and, and want to watch him and freddie hunt is a prime example of like you don't really have to be an f1 fan to want to watch his vid yeah he's a, just a very interesting character a very lovely guy as well everything he speaks on and his morals and the way he views the world and what he wants to do yeah. is very impressive um yeah. yeah i absolutely i love that episode we've got another exciting guest coming very soon as well well that's it guys we've got spa and then we've got the august break okay so yeah we have some serious guests coming out yeah pit stop do like to drop a few guests in the break i am really excited about this one it's the next one we're going to film i don't want to give too much away because i just know it's going to be a great one we've got loads of stuff to organize and in typical pit stop fashion we're leaving it till the very last week to fucking order and organize <laughs> oh, yeah, everything we've actually got stuff to order in that haven't we we've yeah. got to go above and beyond yeah. pit stop get props now yeah we do yeah we're, we're making investments guys we're making amazon investments <laughs> then you could do the at the end of the youtube video you have the trailer of the credits where everyone's done we can write even more stuff for this vid because we got to do loads yeah exactly <laughs> we have got to it's going to be a great one <laughs> guys Thank you so much. Yeah, what for a weekend. Well, I hope everyone had the best race weekend ever. Gabby Bortoletto is going to be one of my standout things to say at the end of the pod because the geezer is about to win F3. Yeah, Two rounds remaining. He's like 45, 46 points clear. And we're fairly sure he's going to step into F2 straight away. So He should do if you win F3. Like, fingers crossed he gets a seat, but... I wonder who we lose in F2 next year. Who's he going to replace? I think there could be a lot of changes in F2 because you've got, like, a big mix of rookies, people yeah. that have been there for years. Yeah. I don't know. I've been enjoying watching the F2 and I can't wait to learn more about the F3. Yep. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Pit Stop there Podcast. You have it, guys. Happy Monday. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Yeah. Only a couple of days remaining until the Spa Deschamps Grand Prix. Okay. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Deschamps. I don't know. I think it might be that. And on that note... Yeah, let's just leave it there, I think. <laughs> on that note, thank you for listening to the podcast. Rate it five stars. Hit the follow button. Over and out. Out.